Welcome, everybody. This is How to English Teach and Learn with Gavin M. It's a podcast about teaching and learning English as a foreign language. All opinions stated are personal, and references will be given when necessary. Happy New Year, M. Happy New Year, Gav. Welcome to season four of Gav and M's. How to English teach and learn with Gav and M. Did I mention that we're Gav and M? You did, and we are Gav and well, I'm Gav and I'm M, and we are the hosts of this teaching and learning English podcast. So, welcome to all of the new readers, listeners, watchers of the show, and welcome back to those of you who are returning. Thanks for staying with us. You are all very, very welcome, M. As it's a new year, as it's a new season, season four. Who would have thought we would get to season four? I certainly didn't. And as sorry, I stopped you in the middle of your flow. Go on. What were you saying? As and, it's oh my goodness, Em, can I finish a sentence, please? Yep. And as I forgot what I was going to say now. You said as it's a new season and as it's a new year and and blah 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 blah. As it's a new show, I thought we should reconnect him. Um, reconnect. Let's just have a good old chat. Okie dokie, a good old chat about what? Let's talk about last year, this year, going into the future, as teachers and learners. Em. I've got some questions for you that I'd like to ask through this show. Good, because I haven't got any questions for you. So yes, that's a great way to start. I think you'll probably make your own questions once we start speaking. Uh huh. These questions are just to give me a better idea about how you finished last year, what your preparations are for the new year, what you've got in mind for your teaching and learning. Okay, are you going to give me some thinking time, like you should with your students? I might do because all of this is not practiced. I haven't thought this through really, so I might need a bit of time to ruminate on my answers. Em, have you not reflected on your past achievements and your future goals already? I don't do that. I don't really look back, to be honest. Only if. I feel like something didn't go well, or if something went really well. But as a rule, things just tend to plod along with me, and I don't actually take the time to reflect. And I think that's a really important thing to do for anyone—to plod on or no, to stop and reflect. To stop and reflect, Gav. As I don't tend to reflect on the day-to-day -day teaching. I think now is a good time to do that. It sounds like a good opportunity for us to have a look at some of those steps that we might take as teachers or learners to thrust us into the new year of teaching and learning. M, can you tell me how did you finish last year from a teaching learning point of view? Kind of in the middle of things. Which is quite a good place to stop, in my opinion. Tell us more. So I had a holiday. I had a two-week break. Which Did you? Was quite special for me to have. And but before this, M. Yeah, before that, what, I was. Give us the the rundown. What was the? I, I'm imagining this 
machine of teaching and its gears and mechanisms are kind of going slower and slower as they get to the new year. No, 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 no. no my gears don't wind down. I just tend to st- to come to an abrupt halt. It stutters to a stop. No, stop putting words in my mouth. No, I just stopped. It was like, right, everyone, we're going to take a break. And here is some stuff to get on with while I'm away. You gave homework? Honestly, I didn't give everyone homework, but I did give some homework. Em, how do you choose who to give homework to? I don't always know. I think it's a matter of the students who want it, (laughs) I give it to. Do they ask for it? Sometimes. And sometimes I just know that they would like to have it. So... How, I, how do you know? Sorry, can you explain? Well, you know when you get a group... Is it an st- instinct? No, it's not an instinct. You get a student who either at the beginning of the course says they want the homework... So and you then, do a needs analysis at the beginning of the course and you say to all the students, who wants homework? What if you've got nine students who say, no, teacher M, I don't want homework... And then you have one student in that group who says, yes, please. I pretty much give it anyway. I give it to everyone as optional homework. Optional homework? Yeah, like you haven't got to do it. You're not going to get in trouble if you don't. And you're not going to miss anything in the lesson if you haven't done it. But it would be great and would help you as a student to get better if you did it. And then I just see who completes the homework. In the following lesson? Yeah, maybe for the first three weeks or so. Do you check their answers? Yeah, yeah. Or do you give them the answer key when you set the homework? It varies. Sometimes I give the answer key. Sometimes I say, send it back to me and I'll check it for you outside the lesson. Other times, if it's really important. You do that in your free time? I do, yeah. That is real dedication, Em. Thanks, Gav. And also just checking it in the lesson if it is important if I think it is something that would be useful for everyone. So I've totally lost track of what I was saying. So that is connected to the idea that I gave some people something to do. And after three or four weeks, I know those students that will do it. And there's no point giving it to those students who won't do it. So if it's a group, I would just give it anyway. And if it's a one-to-one, I would only give it to the students who do it because there's no real benefit to just saying to somebody once a week yeah and here's your homework knowing they're not going to do it and it is a bit of a waste of your time if you set homework and you know the student's not going to do that homework yeah exactly so most of my classes were at a point where they weren't ending because of the end of the year so I knew they'd start again because the academic year is in September and yeah and other classes just haven't got an end date really I knew there was going to be a continuation, so I felt maybe to do something a little bit lighter, perhaps, not heavy grammar or anything like that, but I basically just said to everyone, right, that's that for the time being, and we're going to start again in January. That's a great way to end the year. So here's your homework, if you have time, because of course we want you to spend time with your families, to have a bit of free time, a break, and then I'll see you in the new year. And maybe we'll check your homework. Mm. Maybe we won't. Mm. But you've got the answer case. You decide. If you've got questions, email me. Ask me in the next lesson. What did you do, Gav? I just said, see you in the new year. Does anybody want homework? And they all said, no, I'm too busy. I'm enjoying myself with my family. See you next year, Gav. And I said, okay, see ya. So what was your last week like? 
It was pretty relaxed. I think it was a bit more chatty than usual, but then some classes we did focus a bit on grammar, and I said to them, if there's anything you find difficult with English grammar, please write it down. Tell me next year, I'll prepare something for you, and we'll hit the new year running. Hit the ground running. I don't know if you hit the new year running. Oh, okay. So we'll hit the ground running in the new year class. You asked them to think about what they wanted for when they came back. Yes. That's really good. I think so, because after a year of studies, you should reflect on your progress as a student, where you'd like to see yourself next year, and you have to tell your teacher, so your teacher can prepare some materials. Are we moving into the new week of the new year now? Because that leads on really well. Well, that's my next question, Em. How did you start the new year? Well, I did feel the need to do what you've just said and ask them what they want. But before that, we obviously talked about the holidays and what they did and any fun new year celebrations. That's nice because you can talk about fireworks, maybe family parties, special events that are on in the new year. Yeah, and definitely talking about the holidays leading on to new year 2023. What are you planning? It's really good to start the year just to focus on holidays or any new year resolutions? I don't really ask that question, but I do. Do you not? I love asking that question. New year's resolutions and students always say, oh, I've stopped making those now. I just phrased it in a kind of, have you got any new things happening this month? Have or, you joined a gym? Yeah. Veganuary, for example, <laughs> or have you bought any new sport equipment? You know, it, it wasn't like, are you going to do something dramatic? It was just, yeah. Have you made any changes, not just in your own life, but at work because all of my students are working so they're learning business English so that also tied in you know any changes in the company anything happening in your department any new stuff going on and then that naturally led into what about English what are your goals for this year what are you thinking about what do you want to achieve before we talk in detail about your new year classes your progress and plans with the students and how you see yourself going forward. First of all, tell me about your timetable and your routine. Did it change in the new year? Did you have any new plans? Was there any restructuring to your timetable, for example? I see what you're doing here, Gav. You're actually mirroring my questions in my lesson. Very clever. When I told you I asked my students about their holidays and then I asked them about any changes to their company or their department, you're now asking me the same question. Changes to my schedule. Yes, I am actually going to have some new classes and some are going to end, which was a shame that they didn't end at the end of the year because that would have wrapped it up nicely. But it's just the way it goes. So I've got some classes ending at the end of the month and new ones replacing them. So actually, no, it's not changing my timetable too much but different people are filling the spaces right if that makes sense yeah so you'll have one class end at say for example 8 a.m on a tuesday and you're replacing them with another class at exactly the same time that's right that is very well organized i also sat down and i had a good look at my timetable and i thought do i need more classes do i need fewer classes 
Do I need to rearrange my classes so that I've got more free time? Or maybe I want to block the classes together? And you're lucky enough to be able to decide that, I guess? Sometimes. Sometimes I'm told what to do. But sometimes I have a little control over my free time and teaching time. It can creep up on you during the year with the accumulation of classes and before you know it your timetable's full you don't have a lunch break and you're just working all day so I think the beginning of the year is a good time to look at your timetable and hopefully you have got a a, maybe a few hours to just look and decide and see how you can improve your timetable to improve your work-life balance maybe but then what can you do Gav if you've accepted classes and They're in the middle of a course or something. You can't just say, oh, I'm not doing that anymore. Not typically, no. You can't just say, I quit. You actually can, but I mean, (laughs) who wants to do that? No one, really. Not really. But if you do have a little control over your timetable, it's a great thing. And try to think in advance, do I really want to be teaching until 10 o'clock at night on a Friday? Or do I want to get up at six in the morning on a Monday? These are difficult times to teach and learn. And maybe if you do one, don't do the other. Maybe compromise in that way. I do find it hard to say no, to be honest. When my company asks me to take new classes, I do try and be as accommodating as I can. But you have got to draw the line somewhere and say to yourself, yeah, that's too much. And January, apart from September, obviously, September is the main influx of new students. I think January is another time where a lot of uh, companies and English schools do have a bit of a mix up, change up. And maybe individuals as well. You might be contacted on your social media and they say, hey teacher, I'm looking for some English classes. Maybe you could do a course for me. I might like to improve my English. It's a good time for me. Coming back to those New Year's resolutions, of course, students are... Just people are just thinking, right, what can I do? I want to learn a new language. So that will be probably a busier time towards the end of January. That's it. Em, I'm going to pivot. Are you? To a completely different but related topic. Like a graceful ballerina. I'm taking us to equipment. Is there any new equipment that you've got this year? You thought... Oh, my headphones are getting a bit old or my chalk is running thin. Running out? My board pens are running out. Is there there anything that you thought, oh, it's time for a change. I need something updated. No, not really. I bought a new microfiber cloth to clean my screen on my laptop. Does that count as equipment? That certainly does. Makes me really unhappy to look at an unclean screen and keyboard. That's a little thing, but means a lot to me. That's a good investment. (laughs) What about you? Have you bought yourself a new chair or any... Well, I know you're teaching online mainly, so is your laptop still surviving? It seems to be okay at the moment. No, I haven't bought anything though, but I am thinking about it. I wouldn't mind one of those big comfy chairs that everybody seems to have these days at home. Like a gamer's chair. Yeah, they look really cool. Yeah, they are cool. Go on, treat yourself. Have one. Get it. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely thinking about it. So apart from the microfiber cloth M, there's no new equipment. What about any other changes that you've made? Maybe your workstation has changed in some way. Mm. I just think you might have a few tips for some of our teachers and learners who are here today. I'm making sure that I'm sitting upright and I'm not twisting and 
more cushions. That's something because I'm sitting down all day. Support for your back to improve your posture is something you're focused on in the new year. Yeah, and daylight coming in, good lighting because the mornings are really dark now. Exercise, exercising, getting up, moving around, just making sure I'm not sitting all day. Schedule that into your timetable to make sure you've got breaks so you can get up, walk around, maybe go outside if it's not too cold, rainy, miserable outside. Yeah, that sort of thing. Sleep? Yeah, absolutely essential for me to be functioning well and to have at least seven hours. That's very good. Dental care? Wow, hadn't really thought of that, but is that something you're thinking about? Well, self-care is a priority, Em. You need to know that you're 100% before you can give 100% to your students. Em, let me give you a quote. Socrates has been credited with founding the self-care movement in ancient Greece. And care of oneself and loved ones has been shown to exist since human beings appeared on Earth. In fact, self-care has also been connected to the black feminist movement through civil rights activist and poet Audre Lorde. Self-care was used to preserve black feminist identities, energise their activism and preserve their mind through the civil rights movement. Self-care remains a primary form of personal and community healthcare worldwide. Wow, where's that from? That's from Wikipedia. Under self-care? Yeah. That's deeper than I thought it would go to be honest absolutely fascinating isn't it so just go back a little bit but the first person to actually coin the phrase or the first person to actually describe self-care was Socrates it's credited with Socrates and that means like washing your toga and having a bath and making sure you're not thinking too much all day because you can burn out, that kind yeah. of thing. Taking care of yourself and the loved ones around you, your community. It's very important. So self-care doesn't just mean looking after yourself. It means looking after others in order for you to be happy as well. That's it. We exist within a community and it's very important to respect and care for those yeah. within it. Yeah, yeah. I think that also defines civilization. There was something about a femur that was found, one of the earliest bone remains ever found that proved that the person had broken their femur in their leg and been taken care of and that bone had started to grow again. And that is unique to human beings. Wow. No other species would look after another individual like that. Really? And that grows into care and that then grows into community, which then grows into civilization, which grows into podcasts, basically. That's where we're at now. That's where I was going to say it. Where does it come back to podcasting and especially teaching and learning English? Well, we wouldn't have got here if we hadn't have got someone up off the ground after they'd fallen down and wrapped their leg up and given them some berries. That is a beautiful story. We've talked about self-care. You told us a bit about your timetable and your scheduling. You've set your homework for your students. We're now into 2023. New year, new you. Or maybe it's the old you. <laughs> Can't get rid of me. I'm, I'm still around. It's um, polishing the old me, I think we're, we're trying to say. So, yeah, I think it's funny because when I used to be in the classroom teaching face-to-face, -face, I always used to think around this time of year, 
I really want to improve my board work. I really need to be more organised and neater and write things down more because I often just get so involved in the lesson that I'm not recording it on the board and I look back at the end and I look <laughs> like one word written up on the top right of the, the board written really badly. And I always used to think, yeah, I've got to focus on my board work. And then I moved into online lessons and I, I just thought, oh, great, board work's gone. I don't need to worry about it. But basically, board work has now just been replaced with chat comments. And I'm finding exactly the same problem that I'm not recording the language and I'm not writing it down. So a student will say, what's that thing that you use to cut the grass in the garden? And the other student will say, oh, it's a lawnmower. And I just think, yeah, great. Well done, everyone. And I don't write it in the comments. You don't write it in the comments? Well, sometimes I do, but I don't every time. Oh, And I need to do that. So it's essentially the same thing. It's my board work, except at least it's neat. I can rely on the computer to to make it look okay. I've just got to make sure it's spelt right. But then there is also a spell check on there. So yeah, some ways it's easier, but I still need to remember to do it and not just words, but phrases and Googling things and putting links in the chat and all of that. I think it's such a great resource to have. And there's no reason not to do it. I'm just getting too wrapped up in what's going on. That's a kind of resolution, Em. It is. And I, sh- I should actually do it, Gav. That's the problem now. I'm, I'm just finding it's not really any different. It's just same problem in a different format. What about yourself? Any ideas or resolutions to change or improve this year? I... I'm thinking about grammar for some students, some specific classes. I think we need to focus on grammar a bit more. Why? Because I think they want grammar. They've asked for it, you mean? Yeah. Oh, well, that's quite quite a clear indication. <laughs> You've not done enough grammar then in the past. Well, I thought I had, but I can always do more. But that's good. Mm. And I think some more... Topics, maybe I'll write some new materials or think of some new themes that might be interesting for some of my groups uh, as maybe they're into IT or they're into travel or they've got more specific interests. So maybe a bit more tailored. That's fun. And writing new materials is always fresh. I love writing their materials and maybe... freshening up the old materials that are a bit dated maybe they need some new pictures maybe they need some new structures maybe we could deal with some more modern themes i'm finding it hard actually to find time to write new materials i must admit i am quite busy with classes and teaching so i do miss that because it is extra work that you don't get paid to do and it's great and it's so rewarding for you and your students that you can inject this new enthusiasm and if it's applicable to other groups or students it's even better because you can get more out of it but actually finding the time to sit down and do all the research and write the materials I have stopped doing that a bit so I'm I'm sitting back and relying on what I've already got a bit more than normal so I'm hoping there'll be a time where I maybe have a bit of a gap to do that I think you might need to because it's nice to have some new materials as you said what I often think is this week we're doing something 
a bit more academic or maybe from a book and hopefully next week I'll have a bit of time and I can prepare something new and exciting for this group because they deserve it. I want to give them something yeah, exciting. But as long as next week comes because I constantly say next week I'll think about yeah and I'll do and next week comes and it's just the same next week. I'll do it next week. Oh well em, in that case maybe you should set yourself some smart goals. Smart goals, Gav. What are SMART goals? SMART goals. SMART is an acronym. Oh, we did this before. I remember talking about SMART goals. Do you remember what it stands for? No. I think it... (laughs) Specific, Mm. measurable, achievable, realistic and timely. That's right. I think we have talked about this before in a previous episode, but I really can't remember which one it was, but... Yes, smart goals. By setting goals, you are providing yourself with a target to aim for, Em. So how would I do that with my situation? I suppose I would have to do it at the weekend. (laughs) You you need to put that into your timetable and say, okay, on this day at this time, I'm going to give myself 30 minutes. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to start writing this worksheet on this topic and be very specific. You're right. That could work. But I know myself and 30 minutes would not be enough. So I think I I would actually put a weekend by to do that. Em, can I interrupt you? Yes. You don't have to complete the task. You can say, this week I'll do 30 minutes. No, 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 Next week I'll do 30 minutes. And I will continue until I finish. Because simply, many people don't have enough time to sit down and complete a whole task. So maybe there's a different way of looking at it, Em. Well, okay. I did actually interrupt and say no, but now you've said it, it does sound good. I think I need to learn how to do that. I need to learn how to start a task and then not finish You need to focus on the timely part of the smart. Maybe you don't have two hours to write a whole worksheet, but instead you spend 15 minutes, you get your theme. That's it. Another week you get 10 minutes, you get your photos. The next week you might get some sentences or you just think, oh, I finished the class early. I'm going to quickly write a few example questions here. And it builds up and builds up. You're right. That is in a nutshell the reason it's not happening is because I think I need two to three hours somewhere in my week to do it. And I haven't got two to three hours, so it's not happening. So I need to really rethink it and just compartmentalise the task. So yeah, like you say, this morning I'm just going to find the photos and that's enough for this part of that task. Um, you are describing the new you, and I'm very excited. <laughs> it's very much not me, but I can change. I think everyone's got the capacity to change. I mean, I'm just like start and then finish, and that doesn't really sit well with me. But yeah, that is the solution, isn't it? Well, before we finish, we have a new feature. I remember we talked about it. Yes, we didn't think of a jingle, though. Word of the week. Mm. I can't reach that note. So No, uh... I don't think I did either. <laughs> <laughs> what should we call it, Em? Let's call it learner word. Learner, as in learner, E-R, or learn a. Oh, I was thinking learn a word. Learner word. Learner word. Learner word. Okay. It kind of works for both, but let's say it's learn a word. Learner word. I like it. Right, time for learner word. word. <laughs> Do you like it? Are you sure you like it? Yeah, come on, let's go for it. And what is our word of the weekend? I have no idea, Gav. I think you were going to do it. <laughs> Was it you? Your turn? You said you were going to do it. I can't remember. 
Yeah, it was you, or was it me? Em, what's our word of the week? Word of the week is adaptable. Is that an adjective? It is an adjective. So I need to be adaptable, as you've just suggested to me. Don't just stick with my one idea about planning lessons. I could change my ideas, change my style, become slightly different. And that's a positive thing. That is. So it's important to be adaptable. What's the verb, Gav? To adapt. Yes. So do you adapt well to change? With new conditions, I do fit in very well. I can suddenly change my course, my direction. I can follow the student's lead if necessary, or I can simply take control. Yeah, you can put aside your ideas for the lesson and follow the student's lead if necessary, and you're not too nervous about that. So you can adapt. Yes. You are adaptable. And the noun would be an adaptation. Yeah, and I don't use that one as often in the sense that we're talking about. How would you use that? I actually am not sure how to use the noun. Um, Think about a movie. Yes, that's good. So the movie is an adaptation of the book. So it's not perhaps exactly the same. You might say it's based on. It may take elements of the book, but it might need to have changed slightly to make it more fitting for a film, let's say. Mm. And I think it's also used in biology to say that... um, Something with cells... Yeah, organisms, species, stuff like that changing. Mm, Perhaps like connected to evolution. It is more of a formal word and it is used in more scientific or academic ways. Yes. Is that everything, Gav? So we've got the adjective. Adaptable. The verb. Hold on. I think we haven't mentioned that this object is adaptable. So we might be able to change the thing Mm. for a different purpose, which is similar to saying that I am quite adaptable. I can change what I'm doing at a particular time, but we can also think of objects as Mm -hmm. adaptable. It's hard to think of an example, Gav, but if I Google it, I can see there are quite a lot of assisted technology examples where perhaps a wheelchair becomes a shopping basket or some kind of frame for helping with support walking. It definitely can be more than one thing. But then I've also just remembered, Gav, what's an adapter? An adapter is a type of plug. Yes. It converts a US plug into a European plug or a UK plug or something else. If you're on holiday and you don't have the correct plug for the socket in the country, you will need to buy an adapter. Mm, That's another noun. That's another noun. Do you think that's it? I think so. One more time. Adaptable is the adjective. To adapt is the verb. An adaptation is the noun, but also an adapter, which was the plug. Should we finish this section with our little jingle again? No. (laughs) No, we won't. All right, Em. Em, I feel like I've really learnt a word. Learnt a word, Gav. Yeah. In the past. Yeah, past, past. British English? Or learned, also possible. Learned. We did. And now we've finished a show. (laughs) Yes. The first show 
of the new year. Thanks everybody for listening, reading and watching the show. Don't forget to check out our coffee and you can buy Emma a cup of tea or Gav a cup of coffee. Links in the show notes. Thanks Em. Thanks Gav. I'm looking forward to the year ahead. Let's do it. 